new stunts, same cunts. This is. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. I don't feel good about that. My name is Pappy. I'm recording from Louisville, Colorado, and your host for the Fast and Furious episode. Just Fast and Furious, not the Fast and the Furious. Uh, Different thing. Let's let the other hosts introduce themselves. Josh. I won the privilege of hosting from you off the Forrest Gump episode last time. Why don't you tell us where you're recording from and how was the Sundance Film Festival? Josh, spoilers is at Sundance this year. Spoilers at Sundance. I really hope that we'll be able to uh, spoil some of the movies I saw uh, in the upcoming year. But we'll see. A lot of them, their distribution um, is unknown at this point. So, And it's very likely, too, the movie might change. You know what I mean? Like the cut of apocalypse now that was played was different than the one that ended up being in theaters so you may have seen a movie that no one else will ever see possibly pat but i'll say like i could tell one needed some more sound work so like i'm not really proud and grateful that i got to see like i got to hear the worst audio but (laughs) that's not too special for me but um there's this movie called minari and it's an a24 flick brad pitt isn't in it but he's like attached to the film and it's excellent. It's a real simple concept of a Korean family trying to make a farm in Arkansas. So, hmm. I also wanted to point out, Pep, great spoiler at the top. I regret nothing. <laughs> you gave me the spoiler uh, earlier today, and, I, and my reaction was, Jesus fucking Christ. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. But we're, we should definitely probably beep that out. Uh, things get played incidentally but stevie <laughs> you're the next most recent host on uh predestination I, my question for you obviously tell us where you're recording from but what's the most fast or the most furious thing that you've ever done Ooh. could be both but you know either one man oh man hello this is stevie recording from elkhart indiana most fast or furious thing i've ever done um, let's see here. <coughs> Most fast and furious thing I've ever done. So your just biggest like... regret. My answers <laughs> to those two things are the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, I jumped um, <coughs> from a pretty high uh, cliff rock in Hawaii that I won't say how high, but looking back on it now, it was incredibly dangerous for me to do. Uh, so it would be that. How old were you at the time? Uh, I was 13 years old. It's pretty bold. Looking back on it, I was a pretty dumb kid. Not going to lie. Well, speaking of dumb, we have our next host, host of the Big Dumb Movie Podcast, Corey. Chuck Freebie, Yeah. You've yet to host an episode (laughs) of Spoilers, but you're working your way towards the schneid as you get some episodes (laughs) under your belt. I guess, could you tell us, just how are things going over at Big Dumb Movie? It sounds like you guys have had some cool episodes lately, Uh, maybe even some spoiler men. Yeah, Brett was on our most recent episode, which is on the all-female Ghostbusters movie. Uh, That was a really good one. Brett, you listened to it yet? Yes, I have. (laughs) Oh, you like it? Yes, I did. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't know anything about movies, so I wouldn't really ask me. (laughs) Yeah, how many have you even seen, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, Not enough. Big Dumb Movie's been going good. I've been having a lot of like guests on. It's pretty much now just me and whoever wants to come on, so it's me and a bunch of different guests, and it's it's kind of a different feel every episode, and it's it's been a lot of fun, actually. Um, I'm, I'm happy with the way it's going over there. 
Well, that's my favorite movie podcast. If you like spoilers, you definitely like Big Dumb Movie. Subscribe to both of us. Give us both five-star ratings. But you mentioned, Brett, you were uh, working your way towards this night, second to last. You last hosted on Turner and Hooch. Brett, tell us where you're recording from. And, and I asked you if you would be free this Sunday to record the Oscar music pod. And you told me... <laughs> That's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just like, said no. on Super Bowl Sunday? Question mark. But let's let's tell us tell us where you're recording from. Let's get it on the record. Give us a winner of the Super Bowl and a score. Recording Oof. this uh, the Thursday before the Super Bowl, Thursday, January 30th. Okay, this is Brett from Fort Wayne, and I am going to say Kansas City 28, San Francisco 24. You heard it here, folks. Bet your house, Kansas mm-hmm. City. Uh, and then last but not least, Mikey, Don't bet your house. you last hosted on First Blood, the Rambo movie. Uh, you clearly love these Fast and Furious movies. I picked this. Uh, love is such a strange word to use. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have a crazy car story? Uh, tell us where you're recording from, and then do you have any crazy car stories? Anything? Uh, any like near misses in a car, bad accident, oh, uh, killed absolutely. a guy in a DUI, something cool. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Jeez. Ah, well, no. Uh, I've had definitely had some close calls. I mean, I remember one time just uh, in the high school parking lot, or not in the high school, leaving from high school. Just uh, we, you know, that new uh, exit that they made while we were in high school that leaves past the f- football fields and. It was just icy, I think, or something, and there was traffic coming the other way, and I kind of just hit the ice and did a complete 180 and ended up in the other lane right in front of a <laughs> car coming the other way, and I guess it was <laughs> like, wow, I guess I got to go the other way now, so I just drove the other way. <laughs> you didn't know. burn rubber and go backwards like they would in Fast and Furious? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. I don't really... I try to be a safe driver. I, I, cars terrify me, so it's fun to watch car stunts, not not being car stunts. <laughs> the practical cars guy. terrify you. The Fast and Furious movies terrify me. Uh, it's been a year since we did one of these movies. I kind of had a meltdown the last time we did one, <laughs> so this is a, another mea culpa for that. But Corey, let's. If it's been a year and it was eight years from the time this movie was made from the original, The Fast and the Furious, could you? Bring us up to speed on the franchise. Like, what's happened so far? And and the timelines are all confused. Can you, can you set us straight there? Absolutely. Pappy, cue the music. My life be like... To understand The Fast and the Furious, <laughs> you, ha- you have to go back to the year 1999. Now... Some people think it's a 2001 movie, but it's not. It's 1999, I assure you. So what's this about? Tell us. I'll tell you what it's about. It's about race wars. Ooh, and Hector race. is going to be running three Honda Civics with spoon engines. And on top of that, he just came into Harry's and he ordered three T66 turbos with NOS and a Motec system exhaust. Oh, God. <laughs> so check it out. It's like this. Brian O'Connor is an undercover cop who eats tuna with no crust and has to infiltrate the underground street racing world of L.A. Someone has been stealing all-in-one TV, VCR, and DVD combo players from trucks. (laughs) And and this buster is going to find out who. (laughs) 
buster. That's, that's my dad. Brian races for pinks and gets involved with local street racer Dom Toretto, who runs a team. He never had his car. And if you can't find the right tool in his garage, Mr. Arizona, you don't belong near a car. You see, Dom lives his life a quarter mile at a time. And for those 10 seconds or less, he's free. And you could ask any racer, any real racer. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or by a mile. Winning's winning. As the weeks go on, they share what some Coronas the and they have some barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian is slowly accepted into the team. When he eventually finds out Dom is the one behind the truck robberies, he goes to take him in. But in the end, instead of stopping him, he lets him go because he's learned there's something more important than the law. Family. 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 <laughs> Having your car. So, Pappy, is that kind of what you were looking for? <laughs> that was absolutely perfect. Now do perfect. it too That's... fast, too furious. Monica! Okay. That, that one's a lot shorter. What music were what? you requesting in the back other than ba with the ba da bang da bang diggy diggy? <laughs> oh, that was it. I mean, it's still playing, right? Exactly what he wanted, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Too Fast and Too Furious. This movie is as meaningless as it is unwatchable. It's so um, bad. So I have a one-sentence breakdown. Brian is on the run, and he helps the FBI take down a drug lord to clear his record. Oh, you know, one more thing. Ejecto Cito! <laughs> we hungry. Um, Tokyo Drift, it doesn't need to really be taken into consideration to catch us up because it's technically between six and seven. Not confusing at all. It takes place in the year 2014, even though it was released in the year 2006. <laughs> I think we mentioned on that podcast uh, a lack of continuity with the technology didn't seem to line up, but that, that was excellent. That was more than I could have could have hoped for. And you, you mentioned Tokyo Drift, Stevie. We have Han here in the opening set piece, which you texted me off the bat. I, I, never, I was so confused. I never know which way you got to go with these, but could you tell us a little bit about what happens in this opening set piece? You seem to be a fan, dude. Big fan of this opening scene. Besides the dialogue and. Like, the dialogue is never any good in these movies. They're just really not. But the action sequence of, you know, Dom and Letty and Han taking down this, you know, giant, was it a gas tanker? In the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's quadruple. Like, yeah. Gas quadruple tanker. gas tanker in the Dominican Republic. And what I hated so much about the original The Fast and the Furious was like when they would like go really fast and like the camera would like move CGI through the car and it would show like a lot of cheesiness throughout like, the engine and stuff like that. I just like the way Justin Lin cut this opening sequence. It was really fast. It was really fluid. Really and furious. And I felt like um, I was very furious, Brett. <laughs> Extremely furious. And I felt like I don't know, like the car camera work was really neat in this in this scene, and it was a good like ten minute opening scene. I loved it. It was like watching Mad Max, but before that. It's like almost in a movie, you're cool with an amount of action with no substance about it. Yes. Up to a point. In an intro, it can sustain itself pretty well. You gotta be honest, guys. It started off pretty strong, the way Indiana Jones <laughs> <Sure>. does. <laughs> <laughs> or Drive, or all those other movies we always mention. Mikey, did you like the iguana? Did I, I really like the iguana. Oh, the pet iguana? The... Mm-hmm. Trucker's iguana. Uh, yeah, I think the, uh, both him and the trucker are dead now after jumping from that truck at 50 <laughs> miles an hour. Dude, but... they lived. 
protect the iguana. <laughs> Squished by that 200 <laughs> pounds. I, I think he's alive, but he'll be dead in a few days when he can't get anywhere. Are you sure that's not a dragon? No, it's an iguana. <laughs> Dragons aren't real. Not like a dragon to me, bro. They make a point of saying that uh, gasoline is like gold in this country, and this trucker is driving with four tanks and no security. Just Are we sure little... it's gas? Where else would it be? If it was, if it was oil, it'd be a lot more like a it's petroleum. Pure, no, it's nas. It's nas. Oh, it's nas. Pure oh, nas. Well, well, then that's <laughs> oh, well. like millions. <laughs> My God, you didn't let me finish. Uncut <laughs> pure nas. It's Nas the energy drink, which does make a couple of appearances in this film. <laughs> now exists in the world by Fast and Furious Four. <laughs> we talked about that. Nas came about because of the mentioning in the earlier franchises, right? This is like some fourth wall breaking, surrealistic David Lynch stuff, right? This is really next level. <laughs> you guys ever had? Yeah, Nos? David Lynch. The energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a Nas energy drink. It hurts yeah. my stomach, man. There's a lot of caffeine, but oh it, it seems it seems like Dom is, is like at least robbing this gas to pay the poor. And there's, I guess, there's some kind of like uh, prequel short that he directed that's terrible. That's not going to be in the scope <laughs> of this podcast. But that's what's been up with Groot, Mikey. What's been up with Paul Walker uh, since we last saw him in Miami? Uh, Paul Walker has rejoined the FBI because I, I guess they're low on recruits, so they took back <laughs> a felon in Paul Walker, and he ends up uh, going through another classic street chase, uh, very reminiscent of uh, Point Break. Not as good. Yeah, not nearly as good, though. Um, and then he, he ends up catching this guy, and he's just... Uh, what, he just wants a name from him, and he gives him a name of, like, something Park. A Korean guy. David. Who's got something to do with a car. <laughs> After a shocking fall out of a three-story window onto a, a car. Uh, yeah, but he gets the name David Park. Uh, and that's kind of what Brian's been up to. But, but Brett, the story really gets kicked into motion here when Dom receives devastating news from his sister, Mia, who we've already met. What, what is that news? Uh, he gets news uh, that uh, Letty, his girlfriend or wife or life partner, uh, has died. Murdered. Murdered, yes. Family. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know. This is spoilers, though. Uh, Corey, she's not dead, right? Really? Look. I don't want to ruin things for you guys. Maybe We're she lives. Spoilers. Maybe they ruin I started. La- I started laughing. I go. She's not dead. She's in every movie. <laughs> it's a clone. Okay. It's oh, a clone. Oh man! It, <laughs> if it gets that ridiculous, I will probably like it more. She's an android. <laughs> I hate Michelle Rodriguez, by the way. But whatever. Why is she a journalist a or what? She's a woman. <laughs> I hate more people than just journalists, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's but a big Brett- piece of the pie. But Brett, even like knowing what we know now in the future that she shows up in later movies, did you even buy like for a second that she was dead? Like no. in the context of the film? Oh, well, I kept, well, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I kept waiting Go for, for her. it. I kept waiting for her to be like, they kidnapped her and act like she was dead to get Dom in. But halfway through the movie, I started realizing they don't really know who Dom is. It's not like connected to anything. So I was like, oh man, what's going on? And then when she never showed up, I was like, how are they going to do this? So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out in the next one we do. Was she not available for filming? 
That's a good question. No idea. Corey, no? Was Lost going on right now? She was in Lost? Uh, no, no. Lost was... Uh, uh, yeah, but she was only in one season. Yeah, because yeah, she got kicked off of that because she was drunk driving, <laughs> Crazy. Right? Her and the other, the blonde, both went kind of They were too fast and furious on oh, Lost. Oh, big time. <laughs> Maybe the... Uh, and movie Avatar. Got oh in the yeah, way yeah. she was doing Avatar. Know. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. But but Josh, uh, Dominic needs to investigate her death. Uh, were you inspired by the detective work they's able to do at the crash site? You can tell. <laughs> you can tell Jeremy Lin. <laughs> you can tell that Justin Lin watched a lot of Columbo growing up. Uh, <laughs> maybe even Vin Diesel too. But he somehow Pat finds some powder on the ground and i'm not a car guy and it comes into play several times so maybe someone else can speak to it but there's a difference between nos and like nitromethane some other type of nos nitromethane one, <laughs> one of them makes you a bitch if you use it apparently so <laughs> oh, that's super <laughs> well, that's code. only a pussy uses nitromethane i said only pussies run nitromethane I like how he turns into like Batman, the world's greatest detective. For oh, I know it's so good. Five minutes. <laughs> He's literally seeing the cars like Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints, like recreating a crime scene. <laughs> like he's just—he's <laughs> a polymath. <sighs> yeah, I guess. And and Corey, I don't. Okay, I don't like this movie very much. I, 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 I think <laughs> other people are gonna be more positive as this. I'm gonna try and not shit on it. But Corey, you mentioned David Park, or you you brought up David Park a second ago. What's how is he connected to the story? Because I, I'm with, I'm with you guys. I thought that the opening set piece was really strong. I think the middle of this movie is convoluted and sucks, and I kind of think the ending has some cool moments. But but David Park's kind of a linchpin to this early mystery, right, Corey? Yeah, but look, man, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, it's <laughs> no. just he's just the guy that gets him to the next place, which is the race. And you'll find a lot of like David Park, like people or things in the Fast and Furious franchise moving after this movie. So it's just one of those Fast and Furious things. It's like, okay, he's just the guy that gets into a new place. And David Park's the guy in the apartment, right? Who Vin... Yes. And this is kind of like, the way Vin Diesel finds out where he is, it's, this is where the franchise is starting. And Corey, I'll go back to you since you're more versed in this than we are. It feels like the franchise is starting to turn the corner away from any sense of realism at all because Don <laughs> gets that information by catching a fucking 2,000 pound engine or whatever it called like out of the air like spent like is this, he had a cherry picker on do it do you man. see this as, as kind of like a transitional movie in the franchise oh absolutely that's the best way to describe it because um, they get more crazy after this movie like more insane shit happens in the other movies than this one but this is like the transition movie between one and then five and the ones mm-hmm. after five. Like this this is really like a setup movie in a lot of yes, ways. Exactly. I think. I like I like this point because I think we can all agree that up until now, uh Fast and Furious movies one through three were very grounded in realistic physics. Now yes. <laughs> we are taking the turn into uh unrealistic physics and now it gets goofy. Yeah, I've literally seen him drive off a cliff, so I think this story has a lot of realism to it though. But like Corey said, this really is like a setup movie because in five we get the rock and then it really gets like <laughs> cars are flying and stuff. By seven, it's just fucking madness. Like it's yeah. absolute madness. <laughs> Which one's Charlie's? The fate of the eight. 
I have a question, Pappy. Yeah, Brett. Yes. Who would win in a race? The people at Dale Earnhardt's funeral or the people at Letty's funeral? (laughs) (laughs) Did Did you see all those cars? And the best part is too is like we see a shot of like them getting in those cars, and a lot of them have like the racing seatbelts. So you got to imagine they're at this like serious funeral, and they're like they double strap themselves in like over their shoulders to like get in the car while they're grieving. If you're gonna show up to that car at my funeral, don't bother showing up. It's gonna make an annoying noise in and out of the the funeral. Hey. Turn it down. I'm trying to die here. <laughs> Seriously, though, how bad are the FBI in this movie? Like, they never once were ev- even close. It's genius to writing, dumb. though, Brett. <laughs> Shea Wiggum, the guy who plays the guy that hates Paul Walker, you think he's dirty the whole movie, and then you realize he's just a bad detective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Dude, when he beats him up, that is crazy. That is I was waiting cool. for him to step out of one of those cars the entire time, being like, I was under your nose the whole time. No, yeah, he's, he's just a useless. really, he was just there just to be a really dick. bad detective. <laughs> Paul Walker beats his ass, and that dude looks fucked up the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul Walker gets his ass kicked, and it's gone immediately. <laughs> that Paul Walker assault is especially egregious because it's in the middle of an FBI office, and it's way beyond what was warranted. <laughs> he just walks up to him, and he slams his face into a limestone wall. Yeah, he could have <laughs> like, killed that guy. His boss is like, hey, this ain't the Cub Scouts. Stasiak, go get yourself cleaned up. What? He hit me first. You, you this isn't the Cub Scouts. Now go on. You're bleeding on my floor. The guy did come up on him, though. You don't do that to Paul Walker. <laughs> Stevie, we've, it feels good, right, to be talking about Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in a movie again. I made a joke at the top that same same stunts, same cunts, but the tagline to this movie was literally like, same car, new parts, or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it really? <laughs> I'll, I'll double-check that. But, did it, Stevie, did it feel good for you to have Brian and Dub together yes. again? Did you actually feel something? Yes. Because I thought they had good chemistry in the first one. And then, two and three, nobody had chemistry with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then, I gotta be honest. Oh, sorry, Stevie. I was just gonna say, I feel like this is the real number two, Fast and Furious. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And <clears throat> like, there's still kind of that, like, I don't know. I would say, like, I don't trust you kind of hatred between, like, Dom and, and uh, Paul Walker. But just, like, seeing the movie again did feel good. I'll say that. It was cool mm-hmm. to watch him on screen. And the word Buster being used again. I loved it. The Buster kept me out of handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we talked about it on on two, I think, where it's like that feels like the worst parts of all of the Fast and the Furious movies, like mashed together. But Josh, you were the host on that. I, I think that the the race through Koreatown with the crazy GPSs and everything is, is kind of like the best parts of the Fast and Furious movies. Were you were you still with the movie at this point, Josh? <laughs> well, it, I was kind of mind blown by you guys putting this as a transition movie because I, I think nothing makes greater film than being half-assed one foot in one foot out of what you're trying to do that really made a lot of things click for me um yeah man i think this movie is at best when it's going all out one or the other so it's kind of cool when they're doing mario kart through a tunnel and it makes no sense and people should be dying everywhere and it's great to see (laughs) Mm -hmm. but 
at the same time, like intellectually after the movie, you just don't really have much to think about. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's fun. I'm a I'm a business analyst, so it's fun to to kind of think about some of the technology in this movie. And, and I like to think that, like when Beretta or what's his name, the mysterious bad guy, his camp Braga. Was, but- Braga it came to somebody with the requirements for his GPS. He's like, yeah, I need to be able to turn it off and on. And he just said a secret destination with a specific route. And oh, yeah, there's some sexy ladies at the top. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the main things that he needed for this GPS. But speaking of that, Pappy, can yeah. it, please tell me you're tossing a Gal Gadot scene to Mikey. Can we talk about her yet? <laughs> That's how you say her last name is Gadot? <laughs> I think it's Gadot. I think it's Gadot, yeah. Okay. That's the most Israeli Hispanic woman I've ever did, uh, heard in my life. Did Steve? Did Stevie? Steve B- Buscemi just call me out for that one? Oh, for sure, dude. I never heard the word. I never heard her called Gal Gadot. I was confused. It's, my bad. I mean, she super, wasn't. Super I mean, she's baby. Wonder Woman now. She's uh, basically an A-list star. But, but Brett, how did you feel about her in this movie? You said the accent was a little shaky. Well, uh, I, I just, I'm just surprised they tried to make her Hispanic. Uh, I thought she just was herself, and then I don't know. This is her first. Uh, this is her screen big screen debut, I believe, and she looked very young. And she's very skinny. I forgot she was in this one. I thought she started in five. So yeah, I did too, man. I thought she was okay. She was. I mean, I thought she was pretty cool in this movie. Something interesting about this car? Just admiring the body work. Are you one of those boys? Who prefers cars to women? I'm one of those boys that appreciates a fine body regardless of the make. We've done a couple of her movies. We did Justice League and we did Wonder Woman. And I was struck by... Because I had seen those first. I had never seen this before. She is so much more ripped nowadays. Like oh, yeah. Her arms are huge. Like she, she just looks more like a model as opposed to a superhero. But, Corey, we mentioned Gal Gadot. And this is... I know you said it doesn't matter, but like I, you're the keeper of the keys, so to speak, for this franchise. You're the Hagrid. All I know, <laughs> Brian doesn't win the race in Koreatown. Dom does, but somehow by illegally framing a man with a bag of heroin, he is uh, moved meth, on to the meth. race in Mexico. Meth, Corey. What <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. So. One of my favorite things right after the race is the guy that gets framed. Uh, Brian like drives by him kind of sad. And uh, the guy Dwight yells, yo, nutsack, <laughs> muscle beats import every time. <laughs> yo, nutsack, let me tell you something, man. Muscle beats import every time. You know what I'm saying? Every time. <laughs> Ladies, let's get on. So, you know, I... I was so stunned by that line that uh, I forgot about all sense of plot, but <laughs> let me try to reel it in here. So Brian frames him, so that guy's unavailable, so I guess they get the person who got second in the big race, which was Brian. At least we know uh, Dom couldn't beat him straight up, right? Corey, I, to me, Brian never recovered from this. What he does here is so shitty. He's never the good guy in but my But isn't eye. that... Well, is didn't the FBI the decide to back him on this? Like, they was... They were going to end up letting him go. Like, they'd be lucky not to get sued, but it was just so he can get in and get this guy. Dude, he's going in with guns blazing into this dude's house. That is messed up. <laughs> During his, like, Quentin Tarantino, like, foot shit that yeah. he's got going on, like, <laughs> sucking on toes. 
So, I, I mean, I disagree with you, Josh, but I get your point. I disagree too. What you think that guy deserved guns pointed at his head yeah, so he can get a spot in a race alone? He's a criminal, dude. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. He's, he's he's a criminal, Mr. Tough Guy. Brian would never be in this position if Dom didn't cheat to win. Yeah. He disrespected the race. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then that dude disrespected Brian, man. Why are you, why are you understanding he about called this? called him nutsack, Josh. <laughs> called him nutsack. Josh, do you even have family in your heart, bro? For real, dude. <laughs> family. <laughs> First of all, it's football, food, friends, family, and faith. <laughs> that order. It's oh, furious. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Josh, you're clearly the biggest detractor of this movie. We're in Mexico. What did you... There's a race through a tunnel, which I'll, I'll throw in my two cents first, but I'm curious to hear what you think. I think the reason that I like the race in Koreatown and the opening set pieces, we get to see the cars being cars. Like, yes, we've talked about Midnight Club and GTA. Josh, when they're in the tunnels, apparently ru- running drugs, it's... Kind of hard to follow, don't you? Don't you agree? <laughs> Basically, it comes down to this. I believe you have to hit the mountain with the tunnel under it right when the helicopter comes, so that the helicopter will give up because it doesn't see anything, and then you pop out of the mountain and cross the border. Classic video game. They like take advantage of the blind spot, like blind spots of the camera, then of the helicopter, and then of like a ground crew or something. But and this is my girl, Gal Gadot. Gay dot. Uh, Godot, bro. <laughs> this is Godot. <laughs> this is her at work. I think here she's kind of. <laughs> she seems like kind of the mastermind of the technology a little bit. Did you catch? Did you catch that at all, Pep? There's that scene where after Vin Diesel wears the Koreatown race, he she asks for his driver's license. He's like, "What driver's license?" And so she <laughs> takes his fingerprint. She definitely kind of seems <laughs> to be like the technology <laughs> arm of this criminal cr- criminal enterprise, and I. Speaking of Gal Gadot, did you did you buy the scene where Vin Diesel rejects her advances? Josh? No, eighty <laughs> no. percent uh, devil, twenty percent angel. angel. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely like it the it other way. The by the way but <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so brilliant about how good looking she is is that he's like going through some serious grief, but still as an audience member, you're like. Still like, dude. <laughs> yeah, come on, I man. forgot Michelle Rodriguez. We want to see this. She may be good looking, but Vin Diesel's like a whole nother level of good looking. No. What? <laughs> no. Just, he looks like a potato. <laughs> he does. He looks like a thumb. The thumb is a good one, yeah. He looks like the bad guy from Sin City. The yellow guy. <laughs> the yellow bastard. Yellow bastard. <laughs> what Vin Diesel can do, though, is he can get shot and not fucking react a centimeter. <laughs> that is one oh. of the most insane parts of this whole movie. He gets shot in the back and just turns around slowly. Like what? that's not necessarily uh, <laughs> that's not necessarily unrealistic with adrenaline. I'll give you that. When your body is just coursing with so much fast and furious, you're just always on <laughs> He's got high so alert. much nos in his body, he can't even feel anything. <laughs> All right, the movie slows down here for a while. We have about 40 minutes of movie left. I'm going to breeze over a bunch. If there's anything that you guys want to talk about, let me know. But they hide the heroin that was shipped in from Mexico. They drink Coronas with Mia, Brian, and Dom. Uh, We found out why Brian let Dom go in the first Fast and Furious movie that Corey alluded to. 
And Dom finds out Uh-oh. that Letty was working for Brian and beats the absolute ever-loving shit out of him, like Corey talked she about earlier. She did it earlier. for you, Dom! I don't know, anything from those parts that, that stood out <laughs> to you guys? Anything significant from when the movie takes a beat? Corey, is a lot of the movies from here on out about clearing names? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> and then it's like... <laughs> like... That's a big part of this franchise, is clearing names. <laughs> I, I have a question for the people... Uh, who watched Too Fast, Too Furious. I know it's terrible, but they, at the beginning of the this movie, they say, why did we reinstate you? What happens at the end of Too Fast, Too Furious? He brings down the drug lord. But why would he? But like, it makes more sense for them to reinstate him after the first one when he let uh, Dom go. But what happened in the second one? If I remember correctly, Josh, you were the host for that, but he's kind of pressed into taking down the drug lord, and at the end, he and Tyrese steal some money to open uh, up a business or something, right? Dude, like they he took the third exit. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> right. How could you forget that, Pappy? That explains it. <laughs> Did that small business venture fail with uh, Tyrese? Well, what happened? When does he come back in these movies? I think five. He comes back in the next one, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I bet Paul Walker was just trying to get rid of that fucking guy. I, Tyrese is like my least favorite character in the whole franchise. <laughs> yeah, a five is like everybody is back in. Yeah. Can you guys tell me if there's any veracity to that whole... I think it's kind of like a wives' tale, but it's like if The Rock and Vin Diesel are fighting in the movie, they have to have the exact amount of hits or whatever. That's real. That's that, true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They also, like, one movie Paul didn't Wa- record scenes together, right? Because they hate each other so much? That's eight, yes. That's correct. Anyway, but so Paul Walker clearly doesn't have that same deal because he just gets railed by Vin Diesel. It's a pretty nice armbar, though, but he got rampaged uh, with the power (laughs) bomb. Yeah, he gets Hulk smashed. (laughs) Okay, so I I get two blocks and he gets (laughs) my ass. (laughs) He gets shot and doesn't react. That's how it's in his contract. So the reason it really happened is when egos between Vin Diesel and The Rock were clashing. So that's yeah. that's when that clause happened, and that's uh, that starts in the next movie. Yeah, well, Vin beats him up in one movie. That could not have made Rock happy. Well, in the next movie, they beat each other up pretty equal. Okay, well, I, guess I mean, we'll Josh, find out. Josh, you mock it, but like, I, obviously, they're multimillionaires, but they're they have a brand to kind of maintain, right? Yeah. And, and these movies are playing to the lowest common denominator possible, like us, me. Yeah, it, to see <laughs> to see someone get the shit kicked out of them, that could literally hurt their brand. I mean, do you? I know it's an easy thing to mock. You have to get the same number of hits, but I kind of get it. Are you are you anti it, Josh, or, or you sound pretty angry about it? I didn't mean to sound angry about it. I <laughs> well, think it's I mean, just like condescending. Condescending may be a better word, but it's hilarious. And I think to point it out, and it's like, yeah, I mean, if you're a successful actor and you already have money in the bank, you're a Joaquin Phoenix. What? You're just taking roles for money at this point, and you don't really care about the art. Clearly, if your priority is to make sure you have the same amount of punches as the other guy, I mean, aren't there a little... There's, like, more nuance in film than that, and that's what bothers me about it. That's kind of like the in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they bring, like, a former tough guy in to lose in all these new shows, which establishes the new guy. I don't know if anyone's mm-hmm. seen that. Did a podcast on it. You, you have to keep in mind that in these... These earlier movies with Vin Diesel without The Rock, Dom is 
the Christ-like character. They even dress him <laughs> yes. up in white throughout most of this movie. <laughs> yes, Mikey. Which makes absolutely no He's sense. He's got that crucifix, too. And he has superpowers re- regarding everything auto automobile related and... <laughs> He's like untouchable. Of course, he's gonna beat the shit out of everybody in these <laughs> earlier movies. He literally sacrifices himself at the end of the film. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Josh, you made a good point that this movie, these movies are all kind of about money. I don't think there's a lot of filmmaking going into it. But someone else is all about money is Braga, and he wants his heroin back. <laughs> Stevie, Braga. there's a fake Braga. Can you reconcile what happens here when the FBI no. is trying to bust him? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, Pap. I'm all sorts of confused. Cause, like, what do you remember? Because you'd think this guy who is clearly Braga is like... <coughs> so, you think this guy's name's Campos is actually Braga. This dude's like in the public <laughs> and around a lot of people. You'd yeah. think at some point in this damn movie, so I'm like, hey, yo, Braga, and he'd shoot him a look. Like, you think at some point it'd be like, hey, his name is actually Braga, but... Why did they bring in that guy with the suit? Isn't that the most interesting man in the world? <laughs> no. Nah. This is a Corona movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's the least Those interesting man in the world. But I d- the one thing I hated was like that dude out in the suit is like walking into the parking lot and then Brian's partner is printing off the fingerprints they got off that glass to like match like the DNA and like show who it is. It's going so slow. And I was still waiting for Shea Wiggum to pop out of a car. But it just turns out he's the worst detective in the world. You thought he was Braga. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I just thought he was a dick. (laughs) But yeah, and then at the last second, they're like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then they realize it's that dude's pig. Yeah. Wait, why did they realize? Can we skip to that? I have no idea. They're printing off DNA, man. (laughs) Yeah. But they. But they did. But Paul Walker and Vin Diesel don't have access to that information. Yeah. That's the lady back at the FBI headquarters. All of a sudden, like that ain't Braga, and they hit the deck. <laughs> well, they thought it was him because he was like nervous and he did not seem like a kingpin. You know, that yeah. was Paul Walker's intuition, his cop intuition. You thinking what I'm thinking? Call. That ain't Braga. You're thinking what I'm thinking, right? He ain't Braga. Maybe Paul Walker should have a clause in his contract for how many times he gets to have smart intuition. Like <laughs> he's dead, movie. Josh. Brains over brawn, yeah. <laughs> well, in in the scuffle that surrounds Campos being Braga, uh, Vin Diesel saves Wonder Woman's life, and Brett she repays him by telling him the location of Braga. We're in Mexico now. Uh, could you kind of set, all, set us up with like everything that happens up until you know, kind of when Vin goes to trial? How does how does Braga go down? What what happens in the last sort of chase scenes here? Okay, so they're in Mexico, which I believe is the fourth country we are in in this movie. And fantastic. So he's in church. He's bribing the priest. Well, he's giving the priest some money and to absolve him. And then the, his security guards, who are the worst ever, who don't cover every entrance or exit. Um, Dom and, uh, Brian come in and they, Brian's kind of going to let Dom kill him, but Dom, for some reason, just changes and like, we're going to take you back. So they kidnap him and then they're driving and then all the hounds come and they chase them. And finally someone's like, stop shooting at the car. Cause they're like, <laughs> spitting, they're spraying Uzis at 
their boss. And then uh, they finally make it to the tunnel. I actually thought that was kind of cool when he's like, do you know where the tunnel is? And then he goes right into the wall and goes through it. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going through the tunnel. And I knew those little tanks were going to come back earlier because they focused on it. Um, Does this little in the movie happen that we're already at the very, very end? <laughs> like, yeah. We've been potting for 40 minutes. It's not <laughs> covered a lot of ground. But, yeah, so, th- yeah, this, we kind of went from early on to this pretty quickly. But they, <laughs> they, uh, <coughs> it's not a complaint, Pappy, <coughs> at, at all on your on you. I like when they when they capture Braga and he does the classic. He like turns to Dom and he's like, "You and me, we're not so different." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gonna bribe him. I thought he was gonna try to bribe him, but we're he didn't. very different. <laughs> I have a family. There seems there seems to be some kind of religious overtone to this movie. Stevie, you oh, pick you up think? that on like you think? Well, like Braga goes down in a church. The, there's shots of cru- crosses or crucifixes constantly. We talked about Vin Diesel's very Christ-like. Does that add anything to the movie for you, Stevie? What, how do you read read that intentional bit of color that's added? I don't read into it a whole lot, man. This is a movie about fast cars and bad. No, dialogue. it definitely is, but it's it's, it's intentional, <laughs> right? Like like Braga goes down in a church for a reason. They could have picked any place for him to go down, and they picked a church. I don't know. I mean. How can you have the Christ-like character kill somebody in your own home? Mikey, what you got? This franchise is primarily uh, made for Hispanics who are into cars. (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. But there's a lot (laughs) of Hispanic culture in these movies. Is brown, and we've had a lot of hate on the Facebook lately. Mikey is brown, so you can say that. Go ahead, Mikey. Continue. (laughs) Uh, The whole whole movie is uh, soundtrack by Pitbull. This whole franchise is like soundtrack by Pitbull. It's <laughs> aimed primarily towards a Hispanic audience, I feel like, that are into cars. And Dom is obviously of Hispanic origin. And everybody knows that Hispanics are super religious. So it's like not surprising that he's wearing a crucifix all the time. He's pretty much a uh, invincible Jesus-like character in this weird uh, car universe. And... I think that's kind of the reason why there's always so much religious stuff. He's just always contemplating, sitting in a corner, thinking about <laughs> his life, all of his bad decisions that he's made, and all they of that stuff. They pray before they eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, they drink Coronas. <laughs> all of them are like Hispanic. He's got a lot of Hispanic friends. And I have a theory, too. I feel like Justin Lin knew that he was going to make more movies, and this feels like kind of the... Empire Strikes Back for Dom. Like he, he's clearly at his lowest because in the, in the first movie we see him leading a prayer with the family, and, and as late as eight we see him leading a prayer. But in this movie, he has to be reminded by Mia to like, "Aren't you going to pray?" And he like takes a big drink of Corolla and kind of rolls his eyes. So I think they're trying to show that he's in a low point, and and very much Mikey like the Empire Strikes Back. Dom ends this movie in prison, but there's a beacon of hope. Could you tell us what <laughs> happens at the cliffhanger? And uh, Fast and Furious and finish us out here. Uh, Yeah, I wish they had done this whole scene and we get to see the breakout. But uh, Dom is being taken away on a prison bus and they're in the middle of the desert. uh, And then we get three souped up cars uh, that that kind of overtake the 
well, we don't see them overtake the prison bus, but they just do their normal routine of one car getting in front and kind of surrounding the bus, and you know they're going to bust Dom out. But, of course, we don't see any of that. I have a question. Like, they know his past, right? Like, what they used to do and how good they were at taking over trucks. Like, shouldn't they have maybe thought that this was a possibility that cars would come up and try to get him out? I think they knew it was going to happen. This is kind of like our way of saying, like, we tried, but we know you're going to break out anyway. I also didn't like the judge. He was like, uh, took into consideration what you did, but I'm going to give you the harshest sense, sentence anyway. Like, you didn't take it into consideration then. He gives him 25 to life. That's crazy. With no parole. No, that's that's dumb. Ugh. I mean, he only murdered, like, one guy. Like, Jafar <laughs> killed a lot more than that. <laughs> but when he killed him, he called him a pussy. And that was really the biggest offense. You get the electric chair for that. Josh, were you were you filled with hope when you saw the, the family surrounding the prison bus? <laughs> family. Family. You said it so dumb. Family. Yeah, honestly, I was hoping Wonder Woman would be Me too. in the gang. And she wasn't. But <laughs> she will be. Yeah, I mean, I had nothing there's nothing wrong with this ending. Like they're coming to get him. And do most of the Fast Furious movies end on kind of like an adventure scene cliffhanger like this? I feel like that's kind of a thing, right? Not always. 50-50? Like, what's the ratio here? Hey, guys, my ride's here. Gotta go. <laughs> Unshade me. He should have said that. They have my call. Well, that's that's all I have for the Fast and the Furious. Any, huh? any final thoughts? Or, sorry, Fast and Furious. Okay. I have okay. a question for Corey. Okay. What other movie franchise does this cross over with? I know there's like a rooting theory that the Fast and Furious and another big like box office, like blockbuster type franchise cross over together. Oh, I don't know about that. That's like a fan theory? <sighs> Transformers? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. If it was Transformers, it'd be exciting. Every year a Fast and Furious movie came out, an X-Men movie came out until 2014. Because it got pushed back because of Paul Walker's death. I mean, it's still 2020, and they're still making these movies. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of thought that one of the places this movie dropped the ball was in the soundtrack. Like coming out of Tokyo Drift, we had Fast and Furious, <laughs> and we had like Bow Diggy Bow. Like I don't this know like what the, but what's the Hispanic rap? But what's the headline song? You know what I mean? Like what's the the catchy song? The, do you have one? Uh, I mean, I don't know any pitbull pitbull music, but he's all over the he's all over the soundtrack. So I'm sure one of those is the popular song. <laughs> Fan theory: What if Fast and Furious's Dominic Toretta is a Terminator? Hmm. Oh, Jurassic World and Fast and Furious are going to cross over. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> you got me going down this rabbit hole, CD. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, any other any other final thoughts before we get too far down? All right, let's go with uh, yes or no. I'll go first. Uh, this is a soft no. Uh, <sighs> I think I like this nearly as much as Tokyo Drift, and somehow, like, I think I retroactively in my brain like Tokyo Drift more than when I watched it. Uh, but I'm starting to see what the mass appeal for these is, and it's the fact that there's this giant ensemble cast. Like, the fact that we're like, 
calling back to Han and three, and we're like, oh, where's Roman Pierce, and where's all these other like characters who we've run across? Like, I I know that family's a joke and it's a cliche, but I'm, I'm kind of seeing like why having so many characters in like a crossover giant franchise appeal, much like Marvel does, is is really appealing to people. But it's still a really dumb fucking movie. Like I I can't. It took me so long to prepare these scant notes that I had. Like I had to watch this movie like two and a half times to even like Oof. get a grasp on the basic plot. And, and it's just not quite silly enough yet for me to be so bad. It's not so bad as good, but it's it's still taking itself a little bit too seriously. So a soft no for me. But Josh, you're our next most recent host. What do you give Fast and Furious? Listen, I came from like 11 touching films at Sundance to <laughs> Fast and Furious 4 and these yes or no's that we give this binary system as intellectual as I'd like to break it down honestly that it's kind of an emotional call the yes or no and <sighs> this movie hit me in a good spot because I needed something <laughs> nice. meaningless and fluffy and <laughs> just happening stuff <laughs> happening the one thing I will say though is like don't don't race your cars on a road for the love of God. Please don't do that um, in real life. Uh, or use GPS. Listen, I gave, like three weeks ago, I gave slow motion dog a yes and Turner and Hooch. So I'll give this the softest of yeses. Um, I had a whole Soft. other segment I didn't get to get into. I kind of wrote this note down, but I wanted to see what the greatest cultural reference of our time was, whether this was this corona hangover of a movie or the coronavirus Oof, itself. I was trying to not yeah <laughs> very timely joke was that, the, was that the end of your yes or no <laughs> that, you went that was a real Irish exit there I love when, that when yeah. this is edited we'll all be dead so don't worry about it all right. <laughs> edit that out Next, who's not a carrier of the coronavirus, Stevie, what did you... Uh, no, I was a carrier of bronchitis, and it was a nightmare. Um, let's see here. I will give this a solid yes. You kind of have to realize like where the Fast franchise was on a downward spiral. From like number one, it got incredibly worse with two. Still angry, even had to watch that movie. Then it got a little better with three... Then it's like what Mikey said. Four was like, this is like the true sequel to number one. So I'll give us a solid. Yeah, it's just a fun, dumb movie. So yeah, that's me. Corey. I'm going to also give this a yes. Um, it's not the greatest of the Fast and Furious movies, but I like it because... It gets better. It does get better. I like it because of what <sighs> it becomes, you know? it. Th these movies are like the insane action movies of our time you know like these this is it the big action movies that come out that are not related to comic books or anything like that it's pretty much just a fast and the furious movies as far as big budget blockbusters and they're so ridiculous and funny i i just love them now this one isn't quite there but i still like this movie because it helps get us there and it has its moments i'm gonna give it a yes that might be the first yes in spoilers history for a movie that helps other movies come out. But <laughs> Brett, what do you give Fast and Furious? We're heading towards a pretty positive overall rating. Yeah, so this I never ever wanted to watch these movies. I had no I had 
it did not appeal to me. I thought every time it came out, I was like, oh, God, another one. And <laughs> when when Josh picked the first, I think it was Josh, picked the first one last year, It was. I liked it so much more than I remembered liking it. And then I watched Tokyo Drift, and yeah, I gave it a yes, but that was pretty bad. Um, and then I, I messaged in our thread about two-thirds of this movie that I was devastated because I like this movie. I couldn't freaking believe it. I told my wife and she started cracking up. She's like, you like this? <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, it's not any good. The acting's terrible, but it's so fun. I don't know. I, I, I hate myself for liking this. And now I can't wait <laughs> to watch the fifth one. I'm going to wait until we spoil it. Brett, I freaking love you, and this might be your best moment in the pod. <laughs> That's so well said. That's highlight. I love real. you. I just Welcome couldn't help to it. to the family, bro. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also like like Stevie the same way. I feel like Stevie went on an absolute rant when we did Fast uh, the first one, and then he's all about Tokyo Drift, and now he watches this one, and we're both just kind of like on board now. I mean, it's growing into. I, I'm growing into it. I don't know same. what's going on. I used to I, like, I get it. I used to be like Brett, like I would roll my eyes so hard and be like, "Fast Seven, Fate of the Eight. and it's like, God, but making these things now, I'm like, I'm, I kind of get it. I've seen, yeah, I've said this for I, a I while. I kind of get why the they're making that, like twenty of these things. The people that hate them the most are the people that haven't seen them. I found that to yes. be true in my life. Yeah, and Pappy, but yeah, it's oh, sorry. Um, uh, I would <laughs> say it's slightly below a solid yes, but I, I, I enjoyed it. it I enjoyed it. For a long time, there were only four hosts on this podcast, and there were five for a little bit. Now we're up to six, but there's only been maybe five, six <laughs> movies ever in the history of spoilers that have gotten five yeses from us. Mikey, are you going to make Fast and Furious one of those movies? See, this is where uh, it gets tricky, because like Corey said, I view this as a transition movie, and I also consider it the second in the real continuation of the original fast and furious franchise i like one it's super cheesy a two and three i think those both kind of suck but four is like the continuation before we get to five which is when things really start popping off and physics doesn't exist anymore <laughs> it gets real fun <laughs> but like Corey said this is also a transition movie this is like probably this is the most subdued of like one and then four through the rest of them so it's like in my eyes the most boring one yeah. But I forgot it introduced Gal Gadot, uh, so that's always cool. So it's go cool that, that. It's go yeah, that. It's cool that she's now in the franchise, so that's a plus. And the runtime isn't really that long. I just happened to fall asleep like three times watching it, so I had to <laughs> rewind it multiple times. But uh, I just think this one is like the plot is so boring and bad. Uh, I really don't care about the plot at all. But in terms of it, like how it looks, so many and, butts. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like how it looks, uh, I think it like now it's like starting to look like a real movie franchise. It doesn't look half-assed like the first three movies. Uh, they look like the CGI is like really good now and stuff. So I don't know. I I'd give this one a soft yes because now it's like oh! the kicking oh! incredible. Like, oh, these are this is gonna be like. Uh, absolutely batshit insane franchise now. It's like there's no rules anymore now, so I go to soft yes. In fact, do you want to change your choice? No. 
Absolutely. I, I've never wanted to change my choice less knowing that the five of you gave it a yes. This doesn't deserve to be a six yes movie. Dude, like, if it was preserved, it could be a nice cold Corona. Yeah. Dude, Corona. <laughs> Just switch, Pap. You know the right thing to do. I'll say, no, I will not fucking switch. But I will say, turn you into a monster. <laughs> do, the that... Jap- do a Japanese accent. <laughs> <laughs> For old time's sake. Almost, almost did, but I will say that... <laughs> I feel very strongly that I know that regardless of who wins this trivia, I know what the next movie's going to be. Yeah. Um, but if this is your first episode of Spores, the way this goes down is that, like I said, I won the hosting privileges from Josh. Uh, from What was your trivia, Josh? I forget. what. Oh, it was something like increasing your IQ. Yeah, uh, highest IQ. Yeah, ways to increase your IQ. Uh, the guy with the highest IQ won. This one is going to be... Uh, <laughs> A game for the people, uh, you guys. This is going to be a, a, an inverse of a game we play a lot closest to. This is farthest from, uh, but we're just as closest Ooh. to. It's four rounds of closest to. I'm going to eliminate the farthest from guy each time until there's one champion. Uh, the order is, like I mentioned, like we've been doing all episode, Josh, Forrest Gump, Stevie, Predestination, Corey, who's yet the host, Turn. Brett, Turner and Hooch, and Mikey, First Blood. But Mikey, do you want to make any changes to this order? I'll, I'll give you that as the uh, the guy on the schneid. Uh, is it just closest to, no going over, or is Yeah, that... no price is right, just straight up closest to. Mikey, could you do me solid and move me back in the order bit a little bit? Being <laughs> back s- in the order is a big advantage. I would make you some extra wings next time we record together, mm. something like that. Those battery yeah. acid wings? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm fine with Whatever the flavor you want. Me having the most advantage. Okay. So we'll keep it keep it the default order. I would like to keep these guesses fast and furious since we have to get through four of these. So just kind of go yep. off your first. G- give you a good four-second clock. I'm going to have to ask for a, an answer. All, but, right. all right. Josh, Stevie, Corey, Brett, Mikey. Your first farthest from, let me pull up the sheet. Uh, what is the population of the Dominican Republic where this movie kicks off? Josh. 44 million. Really? Stevie. Oh, shit. Uh, I was going to say 15 million. Corey? Not people. <laughs> 12 million. Uh, Brett? 14 million. And Mikey, you can guess anything <laughs> between 12 and 15 and be a guaranteed to the next round. Million. Uh, 30. What? Oh, shit. 30 million? <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> love, the, love the bold play. It it won't matter that the population of the Dominican Republic is ten million three hundred thousand. <laughs> so Josh, you have been eliminated, unfortunately. Very unfortunate. Okay, let me black out your name from this next round. Okay. Thanks. Stevie Corey Brett Mikey. <laughs> what is the length of the U.S. Mexican border in miles? Oof. Stevie. Ugh, 1,100. Corey? Uh, 4,000. Brett? 1,200. And Mikey, you can guess anything between 1,100 and 4,000. 2,000. 
2,000, and Mikey gets the natural closest, only 46 miles off. It is 1,954 <laughs> miles. Incredible Speaking guess. Speaking of length, Eric Clapton's pretty short. He's only 5'10". Ooh, Corey, a racist. that's above Unfortunately, average. Well, his reach isn't very long for uh, beating up his wife there, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you are 2,000 miles off, so you've been eliminated. <laughs> okay. So Josh is out and Corey is out so the order for this one is stevie brett the mikey how many people does the federal bureau of investigation employ oh jeez is it me yep uh 52,000 52,000 brett 51,999 alex i mean that is so incredibly dirty. Fifty-one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. You really should outlaw that. <laughs> okay, Mikey. Fifty-two thousand and fifty-one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine have been guessed. Um, twenty-five thousand. And once again, Mikey is the natural closest. Thirty-five thousand. Mikey nice. only off by ten thousand. There, uh, Stevie. You've been eliminated by one employee of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Classic Brett. It's down to Brett, and it's down to Mikey, the guys who are at the bottom of the schneid. There have been nine Fast and Furious films. What is the average Rotten Tomatoes percentage of those nine films? Brett? Uh, uh, critics review? Yes. Oof. Critics review. Scared me there for a second, but I knew that answer. <laughs> what happened to four seconds? 52. Mikey, do you want over 52 or under 52? Brett, that seems extremely generous. <laughs> uh, I'll go 35. Uh, it's definitely over. The, what? The Fast really? and the Furious... Has a oh. Rotten Tomatoes percentage of 53. Too wow. Fast, Too Furious has a uh, percentage of 36. Tokyo Drift, 38. Fast and Furious, the movie you guys just gave five yeses to, is the lowest of the franchise at 29%. Fast 5, 77%. Fast 6, 70%. Ooh, Fast 7, 81%. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Fast yeah. 8, 67%. And Hobbs and Shaw, 67%, bringing the average to 57.56%. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett is your next host of spoilers. Whew. But I, wow. I'm not going to pick Fast Five. I don't know if you knew that or Congrats, not. Congrats, brother. The Fellowship. Yeah, Mikey, you've had some dramatic trivia lately. <sighs> the thing of it is, is Mikey was the closest to twice and didn't. I've, well, Brett, we'll give you a second to think since you're not picking Fast Five. Spoiler Man, take us away. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. And we're back. Brett, you're the new champion of spoilers. What will your movie be? All right. I've asked for a little bit of time to talk. Um, 
This was actually a movie, I believe, that was recommended to me by Stevie. I think he's the only one who's seen it. It's probably the most unique, maybe the most unique movie we've done here. It's probably going to be the least listened to, so I apologize to that. Oh, I think I know where it's, you're going. It's such a minimalist, it's like the most minimalist movie <laughs> I've ever seen with a fantastic actor, and it's so much stress. You got, you got a guess, Corey? Lock. We Lock. are going to be reviewing the movie Lock. It's a great movie. It is. And it's free on Netflix. That is a fantastic choice, That's pretty good. <laughs> nice. Gave me the anxieties. Oh, dude, it's it's intense, but like in a weird way. Can't wait for that. Tune in soon for Locke. And we also got some punishment episodes coming up, so be on the lookout for those. Thanks for listening. That was Fast and Fast Bar. <laughs>
cracking down. Because some Do company, wanna... some big ass company is worried about losing five cents on a fucking Post Malone song. Okay. There's no way they could lose money based on our pod, but... Maybe they just listen to that like five second clip over and over and over for two and a half minutes and it's basically the same thing, so... <laughs> We're kind of stealing from him. <laughs> That was spoilers.